For two plus decades now, Blue October has been stirring audiences. We've watched, followed, and loved them from the early beginnings of Hate Me to whatever they show us tomorrow. We bleed blue, and many of us have used that blue blood and this amazing music to get through our own experiences. It's always been there. Welcome to Just Sway, the blue experience, where your host, Lucas Peterson, takes on and shares everything Blue October. Let's Just Sway. Matters of the head and the heart, sharing and connecting are often synonymous. We share our stories and experiences with others in the world to find similarities between us, things that link us and will help us feel less alone, maybe more together as we make our way through this life. And oftentimes we seek these connections in an attempt to help others as well. My name is Lucas Peterson and welcome to episode 24, Planning a Healthier Life with Bria W., a longtime avid Blue October fan, and this episode is a bit of Bria's story and how her own struggles led her to develop a tool to share, connect, and ultimately help others. Excited to share this episode. Excited to get to episode 24. Always been a favorite number of mine. But first, remember, if you enjoy Just Sway, please do me a favor and subscribe, and you'll be notified automatically when a new episode is available. I would greatly appreciate it if you also left the podcast five stars. And if you don't feel like Just Sway is worth five stars, let me know why. Send me a message. Tell me what I could do differently. That feedback is vital, and I highly value it. As well as it really does help a lot to leave a rating or review, it lets others with similar interests find the podcast. If you've already left a review, thank you so much. We begin this episode where I like to start so many of these, finding out exactly what brought Bria to Blue October and how the dozens of concerts attended throughout the years, would end up influencing her later on in life. So why Blue October? I want to know, I always kind of start there. What was your kind of genesis with them? How did you first hear about them or come to find them? So in 2007, I heard Hate Me on the radio, just like everybody else. And um, the lyrics like really stood out to me. Um, I've always loved like poetry ever since I was a kid, I kept like a poetry journal where I would always write poems all the time. And I've always just been, uh, feel really attached to words my whole life. So the lyrics for hate me, like really stood out to me and I listened to it over and over. And then I was like, okay, I should probably check out some of the other songs too. (laughs) So I started like listening to the whole catalog, like the first album, like all the way to like the foil. And I was just like, wow, man, this guy could write. And then I looked up to see if there was a concert and um, they were going to be playing in, um, I think like it was like a month or two from when I looked it up and they were playing at the Greek theater in LA, which is actually a really big venue. It's just really sad that they don't play. Actually, maybe not because I was going to say it's sad that they don't play big venues anymore, but it's actually not because then it's more personal with the smaller venues. But yeah, so I sat really far away at the Greek theater and I went with my boyfriend at the time. And there was a couple next to us. 
And they were like, oh, how many times have you seen Blue October? And I was like, this is my first why. And they were like, this is our 22nd. <laughs> and I was like, and they're like, trust me, this won't be your last. And I thought these people were like the weirdest people. Like, who goes to a show 22 times? Like, they're crazy. And then the, the show ended and I was like, oh my God, I have to see them again. And now I've seen them 45 times and counting. Oh my gosh, you've kept, you've kept track. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I gave a Blue October journal. I'm really into journaling. I have different themed journals, but one of them is Blue October, which I started, I want to say around my 20th show. I wish I started earlier after every show. I write about the experience. I, more recently, I started including the set list. I wish I always said that. But um, I write about, like, uh, who I went with, um, the experience, how it made me feel, like, trying to meet Justin, when I did meet Justin, like, m- the whole, like, I don't know, like, process of how my Blue October, like, relationship kind of has gone throughout the years. But, yeah, it's always just been mostly about the lyrics and also the... Um, the emotion in his voice before blue October, my favorite band was all American rejects. Mm-hmm. And that was because the emotion in his voice, but Justin has the emotion and the lyrics all American rejects just have the emotion. Okay. Yeah. So, so, and then also at shows like, I think it's also cause Justin went to like a theatrical like high school. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like his, uh, theatrics is that the word um would kind of convey into or convey into like his performances so i felt like every time he performed you could see and feel and hear the the emotion that he had when he sat down and wrote, wrote the song for the first time yeah i totally i don't know if i've ever heard anybody put it that way that's very true it gives some good insight into what is so alluring or even, or and connecting, uh, you know, when you're at a Blue October concert, because you don't really get that with other bands. I mean, some other artists, I think you can have moments of that, um, mm-hmm. but it seems like this music is just full of that. And I, uh, again, part of the reason I do this podcast and talk to people is to, you know, do my own introspection and my own exploration and discovery of this music and of this band. And I've never heard anybody put it that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's what I always felt. I think it was a little bit more so in the beginning days for me that that he was really like that, but still to this day, I feel like that, like it's like you have a certain mindset and emotion when writing a song and to be able to feel what he felt when he wrote it every single, not just like the first time he performs it, but like every single time, it's like really incredible. So 45 shows, what year was the first show then? Was it right around 2007 or after? Yeah, it was um, October 2007. Okay, and then what was the, what's the last show that's in there now? It was in Portland, Oregon, I want to say June um, 2019. Okay, yeah, and, you know, we've had the the low with the pandemic and COVID and whatnot. So you've seen you know, full band. And I know you've seen some open book shows, right? Yeah. So I actually combine it. So when I count to 45, I just say as many times I've seen Justin. Okay. (laughs) So that's combined with open book and full band shows. Okay. Have you ever gone back and done like a review and maybe broken down a little bit of 
what the difference is between yourself and the music and the connection between, you know, 2007 to 2019? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely like, more cool about it now. Like back then I was definitely more of like a, a Jonas brother level, uh, fan, a Jonas brothers level fangirl, if you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like more chill, like throughout the last like 10 years, I've been way more chill about it. <laughs> Well, it, it, why do you think you're more chill about it? Is it just because you've realized that they're normal guys or is it more so that, you know, you've gotten to know them a little bit or, I mean, well, why is it? Why do you think that? Like, cause after, I think I was a huge like fangirl type before I met the band and then I became more chill after meeting the band like a few times and this okay so this is actually really funny I actually I should have brought my computer in but I found the screenshots recently back in 2012 for like every day for an entire year I would write Ellen DeGeneres and I would write her to try to see if she could um, bring me on, or bring Justin on the show, bring me on the show to help me meet Justin. <laughs> Every single day for a whole year, I'd write her. And I even created back then in 2012, because I found, I refound this on Facebook recently and I took the screenshots of some of the stuff and I kept it in a folder. And I had created a Facebook event page in 2012, <laughs> uh, inviting all my friends and encouraging them to also write Ellen <laughs> and convince her to bring me and Justin on the show. So you were really trying also, hard to meet him, yeah. Back then, this was before they really did meet and greets. Okay. They didn't yep. start doing meet and greets until 2013. And I would also write um, Regis and Kelly. I would write Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> But Ellen was like the main one because I, I love Ellen and I had to write her all the time. <laughs> what kind of responses did you get, if any? None. None of them responded at all with like, hey, let me see what I can do or no. nothing like that? Oh. I think it was because Blocktober wasn't like a list like celebrity that they would normally bring on the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I can. Hmm. What do you think of that? That's another thing I like to ask people is. You know, we've got this little thing, and it's not such a little thing, to be honest with you. Look look at his following on Instagram and, you know, the kind of draw he can get when he goes live on Facebook or blah, 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 whatever. And then concerts, obviously, they can pull in a good a good amount. I'm, there was a show here in Dallas a couple of years ago where they pulled in, like, you know, almost 7,000 people. But they are kind of considered our just our little thing, our band that those who know them, it's just this little tightly kept secret somewhat. I mean, uh, what do you think of that? Why aren't they bigger or do you want them to be bigger? Well, I think they kind of explained it in the documentary, how like when they were starting to blow up, like Justin broke, it was his, um, arm, right? It was his leg. His leg. Broke his, his leg, leg twice. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of halted, everything and i think if that didn't happen then they would have been like huge like really huge still possibly mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's just because then even with this album like they can't tour because of the pandemic and i just think that unfortunately there's like been like some roadblocks for them but 
I think they have like a decent following and I know it's not like I'm going to go back to Jonas Brothers level, but at the same time, like I'm personally kind of grateful just because we get to be more personal. Like the people that actually really care about them and their music have the opportunity to go to their shows and be more likely to interact with them and have it more personal rather than if it was, um, you know, a higher like a more famous band there will be people coming to the shows and might have to do like a huge venue and there are people that maybe just like a few songs so oh yeah i'm just gonna check them out like don't care as much and then now all the people that really cared don't lose out with their opportunities because all these new fans that maybe just are there just because they like a song or two and not really know like their catalog is now knowing who they are. does that make sense yeah yeah it's totally it's what uh, I think what we kind of wanted to see happen maybe a year ago this time when, uh, you know, m- would have been right before Moving On came out. But there was talk in the inner circle, I know for sure, that that song could be another chart-topping kind of song. Like, you know, get up there, get them that wide publicity, and then you'd yeah. have more fans you'd be drawing in some new people from that song who would then discover you know the stuff from 15 20 years ago which is much different music however it's still got a similar flair to it if you listen close enough and you know blame covid and coronavirus for uh, for cutting putting the kibosh on that not allowing that to happen but that was a thought it was a possibility and I don't think that's a possibility that's going any uh, that's going away anytime soon. I would say I think they are, uh, you know, those of us that listen to them know that this music needs to be heard. This music needs to be out there, and if you discover it, great, welcome. You know, come on in. Let me show you some more stuff. Here, have you heard this? Do you know the story behind this song? You know, have you, do you know this about Justin or Ryan or whatever, or about Matt? Have you heard, watched the documentary? You know, those things are going to happen. It's just a matter of what might be that next bridge, that next uh, single or event that, that happens that gets them there. Um, But some, some people kind of freak out about that, you know? I mean, I think the fact that the band is happy with where they're at and like they like, I don't, I feel like Justin doesn't want to be like a huge, like, you know, I'm going to name a random person, but like Justin Timberlake, like, so, or, um, the weekend or like, you know, someone that's more well-known. Like, I think that they're happy because they're also, you know, they want to go out with their family and not be overwhelmed with like paparazzi. Like they want to also be like musicians and also be regular people. So I think that they're happy with where they're at. So I think that's all that matters. And I know also like a lot of us fans, like we do want other people to like know because like we want to like share the experience. But you know it's it is what it is. And I think as long as they're happy and we have our time with the band, like that's all that matters. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. What's it like for you then in, you know, knowing them for a long time when you find a, a new friend or someone that you, you've known and all of a sudden they discover your love for this band and then you kind of, what what's your reaction? What's your thoughts when that happens? Because I know I have the same thing. It's always curious to talk to other people what they go through. 
So I was going to say two things. One, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm pretty sure Los Angeles, which is where I live, has the least amount of Blocktober followers, which is also why they, for years now they've stopped playing in L.A. They'll play in Anaheim, Orange County, but they don't play in L.A. anymore because they can't get people to come, unfortunately. And it like sucks because also if I'm like talking about them, like no one in LA knows who they are. So if I do come across someone that knows who they are, I get so excited and I get even <laughs> more excited if they are able to name a song other than hate me into the ocean or calling you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, also I was going to say kind of back to one of your original questions about why blue October besides like the emotions and the lyrics, like, and how great their concerts are. One of the things that really kept me is the fan base. So I saw, I, I wasn't able to find friends to go to con- like the October concerts with anymore. Like I had someone for the first like three, but then afterwards people were like, I don't want to like, I don't want to go to a Vlogtober concert. I don't know the music or I just like one song or oh, I already went with you. Like, so eventually I started going alone to Vlogtober concerts and I started making all these new friends and discovering that a lot of the people keep returning each time. So, and then I've, you know, joined fan groups online and discovered the whole blue family. And I just think it really is like a family, like every show is a family reunion where I see all my friends that I see at each show from, you know, years ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really accustomed to going to Blue October shows alone, but technically I'm not alone because I'm with Blue Family. But um, I get excited if I have, like, a friend that, like, wants to, like, actually come with me to, like, introduce them. Yeah, that's you've said it so succinctly there and it's just like, okay, I'll go, I'll go deal with this thing on my own. I'll go enjoy this, this stuff on my own. But if someone wants to come with me, uh, even better. And the reason you can go on your own is cause like you said, there's just, you know, at some point it doesn't matter how early on or how late it is in that event and that experience, you're going to connect in some way with somebody who's been through, uh, maybe it's for a song, maybe it's for an event, maybe it's for another related experience um, with another concert, who knows. But there's going to be something else that connects you. Uh, it's one of the things that's just, I don't know how to describe it with this band. I, I still don't understand it, um, but it's pretty awesome when you actually go and experience it. The, the really cool part too is, and it sounds like you've done this, is when you go other places. You know, you go outside of your normal places that you, you know, get get away from the Greek theater in L.A. and you go to, like you said, Portland. And I don't know if you went to that show alone or not, but I'm sure it was a totally different experience, uh, you know, in the sense of it being a different venue. But then it had that calm, familiar family feel to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well. I met up with like one of my blue family friends at that show that I had flown in from Colorado. And, um, like I met him, I met him at the, the Vegas residency, which was like the best weekend of my life. Is it, was that the open book thing that they did that Justin did? No, they had, um, two shows, um, like back to back Friday and Saturday. And one was like outdoors, um, like by the pool. This was all the hard rock, um, hotel. Okay. 
And then the next day was an uh, acoustic show, a full band acoustic show indoors. And this was when they um, had their like little mini exhibit. Like they were cutting like the red ribbon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yep. Yeah. And um, it was just the coolest thing. Like, oh, and that weekend was the weekend I realized that Justin knew who I was too because um, I was with a friend and we were going down the elevator to go to the pool. And then when we got to the lobby, in walks Justin and Sarah. So I was like, oh, I forgot something in the room. (laughs) 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 Pretending to go back up. So (laughs) so in the elevator, I was like, hi. And I've already met him like several times. Uh But like, I don't think he knows who I am. Um, And so I was like, hi, I'm Bria. Um, I'm from L.A. And he goes, girl, don't you know I follow you on Instagram? And then he quoted word for word what my Instagram profile says. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. And I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So you're in the elevator with Sarah, with his wife, and, and yeah, having Sarah that conversation? And yeah. And then after he said that, I got kind of speechless. Because that was the moment I realized he really does know who I am. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he's that personal, like, for for some people that you know, he finds an interest in, uh, but it's, it's like that feeling of, oh my gosh, how do you know who I am? You know what I mean? Like you're you and I'm me. (laughs) The way he ended up knowing who I was, was, um, because of the company I used to work for. You you probably still see him wearing this t-shirt all the time. The departed one with the girl with the finger up. That was from the clothing company I used to work for. Okay. So, yeah, it was called Ring of Fire, but we had other brands, and one of them was called Departed. And um, during the time that I worked there, um, he started following me on Instagram just because I was like, I had posted like a funny blue October meme. And then I had posted a photo from a photo, sh- a Departed photo shoot that we did. Um, and then he commented and he goes, Oh my God, how do I get my hands on these clothes? And that's like when he kind of started getting to know who I was because he would start like DMing me and like wanting like departed clothes. Um, so I had like during that time I sent him so much stuff and even Matt like feathers like had some stuff too. But yeah, that's kind of how I was able to build that connection with him, which, Oh my God, like I hated working at that company, but I'm so grateful just because with that, like being able to, you know, build a connection with him through my company. It was really cool. Yeah, and it's it's like you're saying it's mutually beneficial for both of you. Probably a lot on your end on a personal side, but there's also the business sense of like, hey, I've got this, you know, rock star who's got a big following. We can um, get some of our wear out to him. He's going to wear it. Other people are going to see that, and they're going to wonder what that is, where that's from. Yeah, he was constantly, at the time, it was so cool, he was constantly uh, wearing Departed, posting about it, and tagging me also, like, always tagging me, like, thank you, Bria, for sending me this, like, designer, Bria, um, like, just all these different things, and it was just really cool. Yeah, And then, even, like, the elevator thing, when he knew my profile, that was at the very beginning, that was before I, like, sent him a package, like, that was just at the very beginning of that process. Very cool. I mean, just to be recognized for, you know, being a fan and then for what you do and then to, to feel like, and to know 
that he's paying attention to what you're posting and whatnot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think, that, and I was going to say, I think it's just really incredible also how personal um, Blue October is with their fans. And I think that's really rare. And I think the only other artist that is that personal with their fans is Taylor Swift. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's just really rare and really cool that they are really personal and they get to know their fans by like name and they remember where people live and they remember different things about them. And I think that's just, you know, you don't get that with other bands. I asked Matt about that not too long ago. Um, well, I guess it was last summer when we, when I talked to Matt, but I just said like, how do you guys do this and how do you, make this work and why is it so important to you to, you know, as an artist, as, uh, you know, somebody who's out there putting themselves out there to make those personal connections and just try to make those moments so important. And his response was just so spot on. He was like, well, why not? <laughs> you know, I was like, that's that, uh, I mean, typical math to, you know, sum up something like so complex into something so simple, yeah. but it was um, it was pretty telling to me because he had, you know, that one episode that I did where he had made this couple a video, and he, you know, I in in just asking about that, it was like it was no big deal to him. He was just like, yeah, I took a, a minute or whatever, got the guys, made a made a video, and you know, that was it. It wasn't even like I don't want to say it wasn't noteworthy, but it wasn't anything like he felt like he was doing anything out of the ordinary. You know, that's... Yeah, I actually Go ahead. listened to that episode three days ago. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you. it was really relevant in my head. <laughs> that couple, oh my gosh, they are so cool. They're just, uh, I follow them, you know, I'm friends with them on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and they just had their five-year anniversary of their first dinner that they talked about on there, and they're just, Stephanie and David are so, I don't know, they're, they're just like this quintessential loving perfect couple you know i mean and you know they're not there is no such thing but mm -hmm. like they just embody so many things that i think a lot of people do look for in relationships the way they bounce back off of each other and help and compliment each other but yeah it was a cool story to share yeah Having been to so many shows and that journaling and recording of those events, those 45 shows, would come back to Bria. Having dealt with a chronic illness most of her life, she found that tracking her symptoms and wellness was a bit of a challenge. And yet, because of the conditions she lives with, this daily information was vital to her health and well-being. Falling back on that concert memorialization, she developed a unique and effective tool. When did you get sick? So I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis when I was nine years old. But for most of my life, I've had it like pretty under control. But it was, I want to say three years ago, 2018. So I'm 31 now. So that was um, when I was 28. I got really sick, like the sickest I've ever been in my life it was a really bad flare-up. So that's what they call it. If you have like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's or other um, chronic illnesses, if you get really sick, it's called a flare-up. So I had a really bad flare-up and it got really bad. I had went from like 115 pounds to 92 pounds 
in the span of like a month or two. Ooh, wow. And I couldn't really eat any food other than maybe like a handful of ingredients. Uh, my life was basically all I did was either be in bed or in the bathroom. And it was really hard for me. I couldn't even go to the grocery store. Like it was really hard for me to like be away from the bathroom for more than like five or 10 minutes at a time. But somehow I managed to like go into work, um, even though it was really hard. So I'll, I would just be either home or at work and I had no life other than that. And um, I was sick for a year, but I was like incredibly sick for four months. And during that time, um, I would see or talk to my doctor like once a week. I would be in the hospital at least like once a month or twice a month. The doctor would always ask me about like the last time I was having like specific symptoms and at that time, I would always write all my symptoms and how I was feeling into, like, the notes section in, you know, like, the iPhone. But it became, like, really unorganized. And it was really hard for me to keep up with everything. And during that time, I thought, if only there was, like, uh, a handheld, like, book or, like, something to easily keep track of how I was feeling every day. So... I actually started writing down in a journal, like an idea, uh, like a concept I had to create for other people who also have a chronic illness. Okay, so I started writing down ideas of what this uh, journal or book could look like. But I was always like really busy with like other parts of my life because after I, I got better, because since it was like a year of me really not doing well, I wanted to like really live my life like once I felt healthy again. So I kind of put my idea on pause. And then in, you know, 2020, uh, right when like the pandemic hit, I realized this is actually like the perfect time like to start working on this because I have all this extra time at home. And I need a distraction because due to my compromised immune system, it's really not safe for me to leave the house. So in April 2020, I started working on creating uh, what I call now the Healthy Life Planner. And I created it as to be both a planner for 2021 and a journal. So I have different aspects in there between um, every day you could track how you're feeling every day. Um, both pain and emotionally, because I wanted I wanted to make it for not only people with chronic illness, but maybe someone that struggles with mental health. Every day, you could write down what you eat every day, keep all your medical information organized, whether it's like all your medical contacts, your doctor's notes, when you have your doctor visits, um, other things as well. But I also included like journaling pages and journaling prompts and like a vision board, doodling pages. Like, because I, I didn't want people to associate it as something, oh, I only pick it up when I'm going to the doctor. Oh, I need to write down how, down how I'm feeling again. Like, oh. like, just like associate in their mind of like something with like their medical challenges. Mm-hmm. I wanted it also to be something that was fun to use. I was like, oh, I get to like, you know, answer these fun questions about what my dreams are or what my goals are. And and also I include like inspirational quotes and areas right down what you're grateful for and stuff like that. But yeah, I wanted it to also be something that was fun to use. And I used colors to make it 
like different shades of blues and greens, which have found to be calming colors. And I also, I made it eco-friendly as well as a percentage of each planner, um, the profit of what's sold. I'm donating to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation since that's really near and dear to my heart. It's something that I really designed to help people. Yeah, the, that is the sense that you get from it. And, you know, when I've seen it online, I, I, I'm in honest, full disclosure, I haven't seen one of these in person, but it, that's not to say that I didn't do my own research and looking at the pictures that you posted and whatnot. What I liked about it was the fact that you can write those things down, like you're saying, like what you ate, what you did, but then it asks you those prodding questions of, okay, how did you feel? What are you, you know, how did you feel after this? Those things are that are like reminders because sometimes, you know, a lot of journals that I've seen or either, um, what do they call it? They're called something else, just like daily eating or food logs. That's what I'm trying to think mm -hmm. of. Like a yeah. food log, um, you know, in my own illness and going through, um, getting back to normal and figuring out what to eat, I had to fill out these food logs and they were just so boring because it's like, oh, just write down what you ate. You know, that's it. There's no asking of, well, how did you make me, how did this make me feel? What happened after that? There wasn't, you know, kind of spaces to journal or stuff like that. If I would have wanted to do that at the time, I would have had to do it separately. So it did become yeah. exactly like you're describing. It's just a chore uh, in the sense of, oh, okay, well, I had lunch. Now I have to go pick this thing up, write down what I ate, and then that's it. There's nothing further that I'm going to interact with that other than those few moments. Yeah, and, you know, like diet could affect, like, your yourself, like, emotionally. It could also affect, like, you know, for me, like, with colitis, like, how my stomach is. Like, so that way you can kind of track, like, okay, I wrote down I was in a lot of pain that day. What did I eat that day? Okay, if I don't eat that, how am I feeling? Oh, I feel great that day. Like, so you can really track and understand what foods make you feel good, both physically and emotionally. And also you can write down next to it, like your symptoms each day and how, or, but you can also write down like, oh, I'm going, you know, on a walk with my friend. Like you could, you know, write down normal things that from a regular planner you would use as well. Yeah, exactly. So you developed it or started developing it. It sounds like in April, when did you actually launch it? I launched in the beginning of October. Okay, so it took you, took you, you, you got some good time in there, you know, six months or so. Did you work on this with other people? Did you, was it mainly your own solo venture? Um, basically by myself, there was one girl that helped me with just like a couple of the graphics. Other than that, like I did everything myself. I did all the designs and the layouts and I found the, um, the printer and I created the website completely by myself Oh, and, um, but I did hire a girl to help me with like the product shots. So I had a professional photographer do the photos in the beginning, but other than that, like it was all, all me. And okay. I did this while working on, um, my like full-time job. So yeah, on the side, I would be working on this. That's a feat in and of itself. Just being able to you know, multitask that cause you you go to work eight hours a day, whatever. And then if you're trying to, 
accomplish some goals on the side. I know sometimes it's so easy. Uh, I'm getting, you know, I'm guilty of it with this podcast, no doubt. Like I've put things off or felt uninspired or haven't felt inspired. So how did you, how do you think you managed to stay motivated during that time? Did you have like October in mind as a launching point? Yeah, because my birthday is October 3rd. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I thought it'd be really cool to launch on my birthday, which is what I did. Yeah, I was really depressed about like the pandemic because I was such a social butterfly beforehand. And I realized when I wasn't working on something, I would just sit there and like be extremely depressed and like have a really hard time emotionally. But when I was working on something, I was really distracted and I wasn't thinking about the pandemic. So I just made sure to like always be working, whether it's my regular full-time job or the planner. And it's funny because I basically didn't watch any TV. I watched barely any TV like during that time, which is funny because like on social media, I just see like all my friends like binge watching shows like during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm not having the pandemic experience. <laughs> um, I'm just working. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I kept myself motivated just because I didn't want to feel depressed about the pandemic. And also it was something that has been a goal of mine since like 2018. So it's like, this is like the perfect opportunity. That's great. You saw the advantage in, you know, as they say, the silver lining in the dark cloud of COVID. Okay, I'm stuck here. I need to distract myself. I need to keep busy with these things. And you made it work. Is the Healthy Life Planner, is that kind of, is it meant to be something that's gone through in a year or two years? Or how do you have it set up? Yeah, so it's it's just for 2021 um, for this okay. particular book. So it started at the very end of um, December, and then it goes through maybe the first few days of January 2022. Okay, and then so now obviously you have to launch another one right before the new year next year. Do you already have to be thinking about designing a new one or what different things you're going to put in there, or is a lot of that work just going to be just got to make minor tweaks well i actually think for the next one i'm gonna do it without dates okay um but i haven't fully decided i think i'm going to do that just to make it something that you could use at any time rather than a specific year like like let's say you discover it maybe towards the end of the year like it's not going to prevent you you know from using it yeah you described early on in kind of your motivation behind this is exactly what I do often with so many things um, in using my phone because we always have our phone and then just writing things in the notepad. But then you go back to it and, um, well, shoot, I've had notes that have gotten lost in there. They just get randomly deleted. I'm sure I just accidentally hit the button like a, you know, absent-minded moment or something. But in in trying to do this and organize it um, and keep it better organized on paper, did you have any kind of moments where you were like, well, why would I want to do this on paper because I'm so digital? Um, basically, I'm trying to ask, like, I am so digital. Like, I, I have been so 
not wanting to do paper. And then now within the last few years, like right now I'm sitting in front of me with a little composition book for the podcast, which I've started using because of that exactly. Like the shit on my phone is just too much junk and I can't make any sense of it. Um, but like, how did you, uh, how did you build that mindset or what, what do you think some things you want to point out that are the big advantages to having something like that on paper as opposed to, you know, stored digitally? Well, again, sometimes when you store it digitally, it could get lost or uh-huh. like, like you said, accidentally deleted. But I've always found the process of like holding a pen in my hand and writing something down to be therapeutic. And I also like, I don't know, I like turning pages and looking back at things. And it's just something I've always enjoyed. Again, like I've always kept like multiple journals about different things um, and topics. So with this like kind of like medical based journal slash planner, I think a lot of people have a similar mindset where they do like writing things down where it feels therapeutic to them or also you could easily use, you know, um, you could bring it to like a doctor's appointment, which I know you could do that on your phone too, but sometimes like maybe being on your phone could be a distraction, like where you're listening to the doctor and then you're on your phone taking notes, but then you get a text like, oh, let me read that. And then maybe like you get distracted or something, but where it's like a handheld um, book, you can have your phone away and really focused on your notes and asking the doctor your questions, stuff like that. And um, I know this isn't related to your question, but I was going to say 2021, I feel like more people than ever um, is really health conscious now. Like, you know, with COVID, like they're always kind of wanting to know, wait, how am I feeling today? Did, wait, I have a headache. Did I have that? When did I have a headache last? It's new. Like wanting to really keep track of how their feelings, even without a chronic illness or anything. Like I feel like everybody kind of wants to be conscious of how they're feeling every day. And it can also, a lot of, uh, you know, COVID patients, um, unfortunately have like, they call it long haulers where you have symptoms for like months. So this planner could even help with that. Like if you are, if you have co- had COVID and have had symptoms that have been carrying with you for like months, like this planner could help track all that as well. Yeah, that's all. It's all really good. Uh, there's nothing in there that is is not helpful and useful in the sense of living a better life. Like I just, I'm just trying to think of like in a broad sense of a perspective. It's like I'd, I'd love to be able to know two years ago, what I was feeling like had I written down and, and chronicled that on a, a daily basis or a weekly basis or something like that. It's just helpful because it's like, okay, why, why is it maybe all of a sudden I'm not feeling as good or I'm not as inspired or enthused about the day? Well, maybe it's, I'm not eating enough of this or I'm not getting enough of that. Um, X, Y, Z, multiple factors, uh, breaking that down. If you've got something written down over the long, the long term, it's so much easier because you can see mm-hmm. patterns and trends. Uh, what- yeah. And even if multiple people with the same illness are writing it down, then it's like helpful to kind of exchange like, um, notes because if you have the same condition, it's very likely that you could be triggered by similar things. So to then be able to look back and have your friend look back and realize, oh, like, oh, you, you've been having issues with that food or this has been triggering you. Like, I realized that, oh, yeah, like I also have been triggered by that, but I didn't pay attention to that. Like, you know, you could 
you know, trying to say. Yeah, no, I to- totally. It's, it's, it's a way to share information. Um, and information uh, when we're talking about how we feel, uh, and what we're putting into our bodies and how that affects us. Information is what you need. You need data. And there's no better place to get it than to capture it as it's going on. And you've developed something that's got more than just pages bound together. You know, it's got it laid out in a chronological format that you can just flip from page to page. But it's so much more than that. You've added the other little things in there to where the chronic illness doesn't even have to be um, you know, something with your GI tract. It can be, like you said, it can be a mental health person, somebody who's struggling with, you know, maybe debilitating anxiety or, you know, depression that creeps in from time to time or whatever it might be. All of that plays into, I think that's one of the things that we are learning and that is, I'm sure we've learned it for a while now, but um, our media is, is what it is how much diet plays into how people feel and how healthy a person is. And it seems so common sense that you don't put garbage in and expect your car to run like a Ferrari. Um, (laughs) But that presence and that wherewithal is crucial and it's vital. And, I think we are now at a turning point where people are seeing that that information is the key to unlocking a lot of other things. And this is another way, like you said, this is a way to easily assess the information, easily track it, and then so much more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I have the emotional sk- daily emotional skill as well. So you could, you know, track how you're feeling emotionally, like sad, happy, kind of in between, stuff like that every day. Yeah. What has been the reception? I mean, we're talking in the early part of February. There's only been, you know, six months of this, of the, you know, planner being out there. What's, what kind of reception have you gotten thus far? Um, I've gotten a lot of great feedback and even like, um, all like my doctors that's like told about it. They think it's like a phenomenal idea. And um, <laughs> my doctors have been like encouraged, encouraging their patients to get it too. Um, and I've even like talked with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation about it. And um, they're really excited about the planner. And they think, they think that, you know, even with like, uh, just like figuring out like, like remedies, like medications and research, that if enough people are writing down like how they're feeling every day and different things that with that research uh, or they can use that as research um, to maybe one day help figure out a cure. Like it's, they just think um, it's such a great idea and all the people who have bought one from me so far have messaged me um, saying how much they love using it and how helpful it is and please do it again next year. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do like be able to like not have something like this, like that, you know, after using it. And yeah, I've just gotten a lot of really exceptional feedback, which is really, you know, encouraging for me. That's awesome. I mean, when you're so passionate about something and you want to do things that help people 
and you put it out there and then you have a reception like that and people uh, reach back out and they give you their feedback, that's got to just feel so gratifying. Yeah, definitely. Especially it was like the hardest I've ever worked on anything before. I don't was this planner. I worked so hard making it. So to get all this positive feedback is really, um, it makes me feel really good. That's awesome. I love it. I love that the, the fact that you, you know, just use something that was simple and easy to you. And yet when you put it out there, people are like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, and oftentimes mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, a lot of people say sometimes the most brilliant ideas are the things that are right in front of your face and you just don't see them until somebody else puts it together. You know, you know, the, the post-it note is the obvious one. It's like, well, duh. Like, how did you not mm-hmm. have a post-it note before you <laughs> invented a post-it note? But that's kind of where I feel like this, this is one of those things. It's like, oh, this is a great tool for so many different things. So many people that are dealing with daily struggles. And even maybe if you're not dealing with daily struggles and you just want to keep track of, uh, you know, what's going on in your life to, to maybe help yourself feel better or to understand yourself better. There's nothing wrong that can come of either one of those things. Anyone could use it, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's the key. That's what I was, that's the easiest way to put that. I think anyone can use it. You don't have to have, you know, have gone through a major illness or be suffering from something that you need some kind of daily tracking of. Maybe you just want to feel better. And you have this tool that you can implement. And actually, it's pretty easy because how how big is it? Like, it's just like a regular size notebook, right? Yeah, it's a six by nine. Okay. So that that is going to fit in a woman's purse or, uh, you know, a man's briefcase or obviously a backpack or something like that. Or even just easy enough to, to kind of carry around with as its own yeah. separate item, just a small little and notebook. Each planner comes with a bookmark. So you could also like, um, keep track of like where you are in the planner and like turn to the page that you were on last and find it. Okay. And yeah, that's, I mean, another throw in a lo- another little benefit. So you don't have to add your own kind of <laughs> post-it note, so to say. I was going to say that, you know, anyone can use it because not only is it for tracking, but like the beginning of each month, you, you has, it has a section to write down like your goals for the month and what you're grateful for. And there's cute little graphics throughout the planner and, uh, journaling prompts and just like different fun things to do. So even if you're not using it specifically to like track how you're feeling, it has other fun things, um, that anybody could take advantage of. That's great. I think you're what this planner is doing is trying is saying without saying it like here's a way to do this without having to have your phone in front of you all the time. Mm-hmm. It's something I'm doing in my own world in my own head now. It's like oh, you can do that on your phone or you can do that on the computer or whatnot. And maybe the computer is a little different story, but it's like, yeah, I can read a book on my phone or a tablet, but I don't want to, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, it's nice to have like a physical. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, the backlash, because I know I'm not the, if I think of it, if I feel that, you know, you're not the only person that has that 
thoughts and feelings of, and it's kind of encouraging, like to get back to hard core items like that are hard in your, in your palm, in your own proximity items. So you're not like just putting all of your time into these stupid black mirror devices, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, a little and, you bit know, of a also, tangent. <laughs> like, you know, you could get a new phone and maybe like lose certain things or it goes in your iCloud and then it just goes to your computer, but it's not on your phone anymore. It's now it's on your computer. And with like a book, like it's something that you, like even if it's like three years from now and, um, you know, your doctor needs to know some things about your history, like you could easily find it and figure, you know, find your notes. Yeah, exactly. If you've done your own small little bit of organization and keeping track of, you know, your notebooks and you filed it accordingly, it's easy to go back and reference. Whereas like you said, sometimes you get new phones and it's like, Oh, that part didn't back up or the app didn't transfer over all of your stuff or whatnot. So there's a whole mess of, what do I want to say? Logistical stuff that goes into things when you put it, put them into ones and zeros as opposed to just on the hard paper. Um, yeah. I want to kind of conclude with you talking about somebody's interested. They're hearing this. They're going, ah, I need this. Or I know a friend who needs this. What do they do? What can they do to, to get one of these in their life? So my website is www.shophealthylife.com. And, um, I created a code for you guys, um, blue for $5 off. And I also have my Instagram page or Facebook, and it's just Healthy Life Planner. Okay, so they can just go on the website, they can order it. What what other kind of things do you think you'd want someone to know about this? Like what are some other, maybe there's some things I haven't thought of or questions or comments that we should throw in there? I did mention it's eco-friendly, so it's just kind of a fun extra thing about it that you know, it's something that helps with the environment, the paper, and as well as the ink is made out of recycled plastic, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I think anything we can do on those small parts, just the small parts, everybody doing it, it adds up into big things. And this plastic junk that's in the ocean, um, is not getting any better. So good for you. That's, that was a good choice to make when you had that design. Uh, when you were putting that design together. Yeah, it was something that was really important to me. Was there any, I'm curious on that though too, was there any cost benefit or does it cost more to use those materials? It costs a little bit more. Okay. But it was important to me just because I am like environmentally conscious. Yeah. So I think, you know, even if it costs like, you know, a tiny bit more this way and it's better that than costing the environment more if that makes sense like it's better for me to pay a little bit more than for it to affect the environment more yeah as well the the long-term costs of not taking care of that is what we're going to start seeing or maybe what we are seeing you know i'm not a scientist but if you can, it's, it's all that whole preventative kind of measure, like pay a little bit more now because we have the ability to produce these things now that are safer and more friendly. And then you won't pay thousands times more, 
you know, later on down in the future. Or you also won't, like, put the future in jeopardy, you know? not You don't have to go hug a tree every day, but... You know, everybody. I think everybody should should be doing their part. It's not yeah. really that difficult. <laughs> yeah, and also they'd be shopping for a cause, like because again, like a percentage is being donated to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Yeah, exactly. That's another great uh, great benefit that you built that into as well. Uh, and, and again, even if you don't, uh, if you're listening and you don't suffer from that, or you don't know somebody that suffers from that there are a lot of people that do and the fact that you're wanting to give back first to make anybody's life better is a good thing it's a noble cause because you, you didn't have to do that and you're trying to do something good with um with the planner itself but then also with the publicity and the proceeds from that uh, so that's great yeah, this planner is definitely mostly designed and made to help people. And like, it's, I feel like it's more so to help people than it is for my own gain. Like, it's really is for the people. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for all the time. And again, uh, if they want, if anyone wants more information, it's Instagram at Healthy Life Planner, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the website is shophealthylife.com. Okay. And then Facebook name is the same way if you're still on mm -hmm. Facebook. Healthy Life Planner. And also <laughs> TikTok, which I'm beginner at, is also Healthy Life Planner. Okay. All right. So you've got it covered on all the ends, but they can go on, on the website and order. And if they need more information, they can maybe contact you through there as well too. But yeah. it should... Oh, and also... Last thing I just thought of, um, I have a blog on my website where I share stories, um, different people's like uh, medical challenges, just because I want to help educate people about different, you know, illnesses. So if someone listening to this wants to participate in my blog, you could DM me on Instagram or you could email me at healthylifeplanner at gmail .com. Okay, good. That's great as well. That's helpful. Yeah. And then, uh, like we said earlier too, and uh, just to mention it here again, if you go on an order and you use the code BLUE, B-L-U-E, all capital letters, or does it matter? All capital. Okay. All capital, BLUE, you'll save $5 on, you know, an order for the, the Healthy Life Planner. So it's another benefit. Giving some love back to the, the BLUE family as well. Yes. <laughs> Well, Thank yeah. you so much for having me. I really yeah. had a great time. You're welcome. Well, thank you again to Bria for that great conversation. I really appreciate all the time you spent with me that Saturday morning back in, I think it was... February, right? And uh, just talking to me, we talked a lot of other Blue October stuff that we didn't include there. Some great song chats and always fun connecting with another Blue fan. I want to mention here real quick as well, again, just if you want to order the, the Healthy Life Planner, go to shophealthylife.com. You can enter the code word BLUE, B-L-U-E, all capital letters at checkout, and you'll receive $5 off your order. I actually just bought two of these planners today. Uh, I was pretty excited to go check that out. And actually, I was more excited because happened to hit it at the right time and got a great sale price. 
wink, wink. So go check it out. Uh, it'd be a great time to go check one out right now. This episode's coming out at the end of April 2021. So hopefully you can jump on that site right away and make use of that sale and use that code, right? I think it was, for me, a great time to buy uh, just a little personal information here, but I went completely gluten-free as best as I could for the month of April. Just had kind of decided that I was going to try and see if uh, gluten was kind of lagging me behind. I'd, I'd read some stuff about people not feeling well and then getting off of gluten and all of a sudden getting rid of the brain frog. Brain frog. I'm going to leave that one in there. Brain fog and feeling better. And I can attest it really made a difference. But it's just, it's another good example of I would have loved to have had this a month ago to just kind of write down how it went each day. I feel like I really started to feel better off of gluten very quickly on. So great time to do it. Just again, it's a great time to start any of those things. If you want to feel better, and you want to make a change in your life, start with something small. The Healthy Life Planner would be a great way to just track that daily progress, look back on how you're feeling, and keep track of those goals. Sometimes you can't notice how far you've been until you can actually look back and see you know, where you were. And sometimes that gets lost. I know that does happen because you've gone so far, you know. And when you've got that instant feedback right there, you know, in a book that you can look back on just with the flip of some pages. And then all the other information that she has in there is just, it's awesome. It's its accountability, it's trackability, and it's more than a planner. Like we said in the episode, it doesn't need to be just for people who suffer from chronic illnesses and want to track, you know, food and how they're feeling with different foods and such like that. You don't need to have it for that. Maybe there's other things that you, you want to keep track of. So check it out. I strongly, strongly recommend it from what I've seen. And you know what? I'll probably do a review after I've used this for a couple months. I'll check back. And I'm also going to do an Instagram Live with Bria on May 6th at 8 Central. She's going to jump on a few minutes after that because she's uh, getting done from work around that time. So we're going to do that at 8 Central again on May 6th. So join us on Instagram Live at the Just Way uh, Instagram page. So it's Just Way Podcast. If you don't already follow the page, please give the podcast page a follow. I would appreciate that. And again, if you've left the show a rating or review, I appreciate it. If you haven't, go ahead and hit subscribe. Leave the show a rating or five stars and let me, let me know what you think. I, I love hearing what other people think of the podcast, other ideas you might have. It's always important for me to get that feedback, and I appreciate it. And thank you for listening today, and glad that you're here. Glad, you, glad that you shared some time with me here today. And until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. superstar on your own. And God only knows